Hi, I'm Maria Theohara Silvello Sos on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Many thanks for the ongoing support from the Patreon community for Soul Organized Style Podcast. Your ongoing support every month keeps me developing these podcasts so you and our listeners can hear from sellers from all walks of life. Thanks for joining us on Save 50 Podcast. Save 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. The Save 50 community is positively leading, being visible in the selling online world. The tag for this week is hashtag SoAnkaraFabric23. As we are supporting Ankara Appreciation Week, hosted by Lena of at that Lena King and Juliet of at Juliet Uzor underscore. Couture Sewing Specialist Louise of at Demure Designs is today's Sober 50 podcast guest. Thank you for inviting me into your home today, Louise. Thank you so much for being here, Maria. Lovely to chat with you. Now, our listeners may know that you live in Western Australia and it's usually a hot part of Australia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it still warm where you live right now? No, it's not. I'm very upset. I love the heat, but it's really cold at the moment. Well, by Perth standards, other parts of the world will probably laugh at what I call cold. It's been a very cold start to winter and a very wet start to winter. So I will be very much looking forward to summer or spring spring and summer coming back again where you live there'll be enough water to get you through summer if it's been wet i hope so yeah we do have a lot of water problems here where the rainfall is really important so yeah even though we've had a lot of rainfall it's actually usually still quite low for our needs but we get by that's really good louise where can we find you online my instagram account is at demure designs and i also have a website demuledesigns.com.au. What we see on Instagram, can we find that on your website as well? No, you can't actually. There's a link to Instagram from my website, but my website, it's more about what services I provide, my custom sewing work, and also I offer face-to-face and online sewing classes. So that's what's on my website really. My Instagram account is much more showing you what I'm working on at the moment. It's sort of more up-to-date and techniques and things that I think people would find interesting to have a look at. And we'll get to that point in a little while too. Great. Louise, on your Instagram post, you share a lot of couture sewing techniques. Can I ask, where did you gain these skills from? I first got into couture sewing about 10 years ago, although I have been sewing much longer than that. I started sewing when I was about five years old. I used to make lots of things for my dolls and toys. But like many sewers, I was largely self-taught. My mum had got me started and then I'd taken some lessons through my teens and my early 20s. And I'd become quite a good sewer, but I got to the point where I really wanted to learn more about sewing bridal and evening wear. That became quite an interest for me. And I'd made some of those things for myself, but I knew I could probably do better. And I really wanted to learn about their inner structure. You see them, see photos of them, of all the designer outfits. And that's what I was really interested is what's all the engineering behind them? How can these be supported better? And so I started looking at where I could 
find that information. At the time, I couldn't find anything locally. And I discovered the book Bridal Couture by Susan Cowgee. And at a similar time, her course on Craftsy, which was called The Couture Dress, I got hold of both of those things and they were really my introduction to couture sewing. And it just opened up a whole new approach for me. I started using those techniques in my work and I just absolutely fell in love with the process. It just seems very logical to me. I love that attention to detail that you get with couture sewing. Using those techniques put my sewing to the next level, which is what I was looking for. There's also a lot of hand sewing in couture. And I find that very enjoyable and relaxing. I know a lot of people don't like hand sewing, but I love it. And I think it gives you a lot of control over what you're doing. And I really love that aspect of it. You can take it slowly. You can manipulate the fabric much more easily. Basically, I just love the results that I was getting from using those techniques. So I've been using those techniques for a while. And then about five years after that, Susan came to Australia. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she started her first teaching tour and I was so excited to discover that. And of course, I took one of her classes. It was just so lovely being immersed in couture sewing for a whole week, you know, with a a bunch of like-minded sewers. And it was a real privilege to be able to learn from her in person. As you know, she's come back to Australia several times since and I've taken classes with her on each of those visits and each time I've picked some skills and techniques that I want to learn and I've designed my projects around that and then I can take that away with me and start incorporating that into my work and I think that that's really the key you know I picked up these skills 10 years ago but I've continued to develop them and practice them and learn new technique and apply them to my sewing project and I'm still doing that even after sewing for many decades you know there's always more to learn. I agree with you Personally, hand sewing was never my thing, Mm-mm. but for couture, hand sewing does give you more accuracy and more control. Absolutely, yeah. On Cyber 50, you were a guest editor and your post was a reel that took us through pattern matching because you'd actually done a post on your own Instagram account and you were generous enough to allow Cyber 50 to share that with all of their followers. That's right talk to us about pattern matching the pattern matching so yeah as you know I made a dress for myself recently and that's sort of where it started from I'd had this fabric for a little while and I decided it was time to make it up because it was a geometric pattern I used a technique that would help me with the pattern matching so the post shows how you can easily achieve a better result when you're working with a fabric that has a pattern that's going to need matching along the seam lines. So the technique that I used reduces the number of seam lines in the pattern. And because there's fewer seam lines to match, there's fewer places for things to go wrong and and not line up because that's the hardest bit. You know, when you get a patterned fabric, sometimes it's quite a headache. Like, how am I going to make this look really good? The pattern alteration is actually really very easy. And it's probably easier to make the alteration to the pattern than to have the extra seam lines there and have to then match the pattern along the seam lines. Yeah, I think it's a great technique and I don't know how many people know how to do that. So I thought, well, I've just used it. I've popped my dress up on Instagram 
And, you know, maybe there's some people out there who are interested to know how it was done and maybe they'd want to try that technique for themselves. It's always something that comes up on Instagram on various accounts, but I think the fact that you allowed Sabah 50 to put it on their account makes it reach a bigger audience and it's on the grid so people can go back to it, but also refer to your Instagram account just for any questions that they might have. Yeah, I love helping people learn. And that's why I was very happy that you asked for it to go onto that account because I thought, yeah, well, that way it can reach more people. And as I said, sewing is a it's a learning process and I hope I never stop learning and I hope other people feel the same and that if, if I can help people improve their skills, then I'm very happy to do that. Now, one of the things that you brought to my attention and I know that you want to run through is about the setting up of the pattern and then how you pick the fabric to go with it. Do you want to talk us through that in a bit more detail? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the post gives a little bit of information, but it's always it's very hard sometimes to explain a process with a couple of photos and a little bit of text. So often just talking through it like this will be more helpful. So there's not very much to do really to get your pattern ready. The, the technique's pretty straightforward. There are a couple of points to keep in mind, though, and that's really important when you're deciding which pattern you're going to use is because first rule is that the skirt, we're going to assume that you're sewing a dress for the sake of this discussion. The skirt of your dress must be straight from the hip line down to the hem, and that's the most important thing. So the centre front and the centre back must be on the straight grain, and the side seams have to be then parallel to the centre front and centre back. So you're looking essentially at your classic block where you've got a little bit of shaping through the upper body, you get to your hips, and then it's just drops straight down from there. And the reason for that is that when you then overlap your side seams, everything stays on grain because the centre front and centre back are on the straight grain and the side seams are parallel to that. If you try to do it on a pattern where the skirt is either flared a little bit like that might be an a-line skirt or a circle skirt which would be even worse or the pencil skirts where they're a little bit pegged at the hem when you overlap those seams you're going to skew the grain line on the front and back pattern piece so that's why this will only work when those side seams are exactly parallel to the grain line so that's the most important thing to have a look at your basic sort of shift dress should meet that criteria the second thing that's really important is to make sure that your pattern is a good fit before you begin. So make a twirl. If you're into that, I love making twirls. They're one of my favourite things because you can just play around with the design a lot and tweak it and change it and decide how it's going to look. So either make a twirl or use a pattern that you've already fitted to yourself. And that's what I did in my case. The dress that I posted on the Sew Over 50 account was one that I had used several times before. So I've, I've tweaked the fit and it fits me really well. So I wasn't too concerned about using that as is. So the reason for making sure it's a really good fit to start with is that once you overlap your side seams, you've lost a lot of opportunity to adjust the pattern, especially from your hips down. You can adjust the pattern in the centre back. But if that's the only area that you can adjust and you need to change the pattern a lot, like if you decide, well, the hips are really quite snug, I want to add another two inches in, you can't really do that successfully through that one seam. 
you can make small adjustments in that centre-back scene, but ideally you want to know that the pattern is going to fit you pretty well before you cut your fabric out. Another tip that I would give you is to trace your pattern onto tissue paper, which is something I always do anyway. Years and years ago, I stopped cutting up my patterns and I always trace them out now. So that way my original pattern is preserved for another use and I can make all my adjustments onto my tissue paper. But the benefit of doing it in this instance is that it's much more accurate because you can see through your paper, you can see through the tissue paper, and you can see the fabric pattern underneath. So that is really going to help you with doing your placement of the pattern when you can see what you're working with. So everything should hopefully end up being lined up properly because you can see it. And the last thing that is really important is to mark your seam lines and the hemline and be very accurate. And the reason for this is that when you're matching the pattern, you're matching it at the seam line, not the cut edge. So it's very easy to get confused by that and just see where the edge of the pattern is and think that that's where it's going to end up. But it's that seam line and the hemline that is the most important. They're the points when you're positioning your pattern on the fabric that you want to be checking. So by the time you've got the tissue paper, you've got a pattern that you know fits well and you've got all your seam lines marked, you're pretty much good to go. You can start positioning your pattern on the fabric and yeah, then you can start the next stage of lining everything up where you want it to be. Louise, once you've set up the pattern pieces to be one full dress pattern, do you then add horizontal lines to follow the print on the fabric? Yeah, because the fabric can sometimes shift around a little bit. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I do. That's right. And if you look at the post, you'll see that once I've joined the, you know, if you've got your half front and your half back and you join them at the side seam, I then make a mirror image of that so that you've got one pattern piece that runs from left to right. You've got your half centre back, your complete front piece, and then your other half centre back. And that's all all joined. And yes, I would mark the centre front so that you know that that's where that is on the pattern. In theory, your hemline will be perpendicular to your grain line. So in theory, that should line up along a pattern. You know, if you've got a geometric pattern or a stripe or something like that, at the lower edge, that should line up. But yeah, you're quite right. Some fabrics, if they're a little bit unstable, you are better to probably put some lines across the pattern. So from the centre back on one side all the way through the pattern to the centre back on the other, that you have that on a straight line on the pattern as well. I usually get tripped up. That's why I have to do that sometimes. Oh, and it yeah. just depends on the fabric. It does, yeah. I mean, sometimes if it's a really stable fabric, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. And you can also use this for printed fabrics. It doesn't have to be geometric. So that way it will be a little bit less obvious if it's gone a little bit crooked somewhere. But you really want to keep it all on grain, ideally. So the good thing that you added into your tutorial is that you can still add room for a kick pleat down the centre back so that you can still walk comfortably. Yeah, that's right. And that's probably not a problem if you're making a knee-length dress, especially if it was a knit fabric like mine was. I mean, my dress was sort of mid-calf or maybe a, a little bit longer. So even though it was a knit, I thought, yes, I would like to make sure I've got plenty of room to move. But certainly if you were using a woven fabric, you would definitely want to add a kick pleat in that. Exactly. 
so that, you know that's easy enough you've got plenty of space to add things at the center back like that but yeah the side seams you've got to get them spot on thank you for that oh you're welcome this is the end of the first episode with louise of demure designs in the next episode louise discusses the full pattern matching planning and the process for cutting into print fabric that you have in your fabric stash that you really want to start making now the next episode is easy to follow and has the full details that complements Louise's So Over 50 guest post about pattern matching. This episode of So Over 50 podcast on Solganized Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Louise, sound by bensound.com. If you want to provide a guest post for So Over 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at the So Over 50 Instagram account. You can subscribe to Soul Ganized Style Podcasts, but with an S, not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Sub 50 Podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. Slightly but surely, the YouTube version of every podcast is being published on the Sub 50 YouTube account as an additional way to connect with people who are so over ageism. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.